0: Hey everyone, this is Pastor Andrew. Welcome to the Tilikum Baptist Church podcast. Hope that you're having a great uh, Memorial Day and that you are um, you know, really just having a blessed week. Uh, I mean, if you've got today off, then um, hopefully you're able to sit down and just enjoy this uh, podcast in one sitting, and uh, maybe you'll do that while you're grilling or or just, uh, you know, just kind of chilling out. But I wanted to let you guys know, you know, our theme for today is, uh, you know, looking at how God wants us to highlight, um, the work that he has done in, not only in scripture, but also in our lives. And, uh, and just to be remembering of that. And I think that, um, you know, that, that, the passage that I chose uh, to preach on yesterday was really good from the book of Joshua when they have uh, gone across the the Jordan River and they have uh, have been putting up, been told by God to put up a memorial. And you know, yeah, I just think that it was something that God put on my heart this week as I was thinking and praying about what we're uh, what what to preach on after our long series in First John. And um, and next week we're going to start a new series that is going to go through the seven I am statements in John. And so I'm pretty excited to start that off. And and I hope that, you know, you that you are blessed by hearing this uh, sermon. And when I there's going to be a part in here where I'm going to give some instructions to everyone who is there to write down on a rock how they've seen God's faithfulness at work. And then I gave them a little bit of time to write that down. So there's a little interlude in between those times. But if you have a rock or a piece of paper where you want to write down how God has been faithful to you in this season of COVID and all the other things going on, then of course, we'd love for you to do that. And, uh, you know, you can, Send us what you wrote if you want to, either on Facebook at our Facebook on Tele- Telecom Baptist Church, or just send me an email, Telecom at gmail dot com. Also coming up on June eighth, we are doing a day to remember from six thirty eight PM on Tuesday, June eighth. We're uh we're trying to remember people who have passed away in the last year. Uh and uh, people in our community and our church so if there's anyone that you'd like us to uh, you'd like if you'd like to join us and you'd like us to mention them and uh, share anything about them we'd love to do that so again email us at gmail.com and I hope you would join us for that special event that's Tuesday June 8 6:30 to 8 p.m at our church so have a wonderful day and I hope that you are blessed by this word. And, and uh, we'll see you next week. So,
1: Joshua 3, 1 through 17. Early in the morning, Joshua and all the Israelites set out from Shittim and went to the Jordan where they camped before crossing over. After three days, the officers went throughout the camp, giving orders to the people. When you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God and the Levitical priests carrying it, you are to move out from your positions and follow it. Then you will know which way to go, since you have never been this way before. But keep a distance of about 2,000 cubits between you and the Ark. Do not go near it. Joshua told the people, Consecrate yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things among you. Joshua said to the priests, Take up the Ark of the Covenant and pass on ahead of the people. So they took it up and went ahead of them. And the Lord said to Joshua, Today I will begin to exalt you in the eyes of all Israel, so they may know that I am with you as I was with Moses. Tell the priests who carry the Ark of the Covenant, When you reach the edge of the Jordan's waters, go and stand in the river. Joshua said to the Israelites, Come here and listen to the words of the Lord your God. This is how you will know that the living God is among you, and that he will certainly drive out before you the Canaanites, Hittites, Hivites, Perizzites, Gashites, Amorites, and Jebusites. See, the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord of all the earth will go into the Jordan ahead of you. Now then, choose twelve men from the tribes of Israel, one from each tribe. And as soon as the priests who carry the Ark of the Lord, the Lord of all the earth, set foot in the Jordan, its waters flowing downstream will be cut off and stand up in a heap. So when the people broke camp to cross the Jordan, the priests carrying the Ark of the Covenant went ahead of them. Now the Jordan is at flood stage, all during harvest. Yet as soon as the priests who carried the ark reached the Jordan and their feet touched the water's edge, the water from upstream stopped flowing. It piled up in a heap a great distance away at a town called Adam in the vicinity of Zarephan, while the water flowing down to the Sea of the Arabah, that is the Dead Sea, was completely cut off. So the people crossed over opposite Jericho. The priests who carried the ark of the covenant of the Lord stopped in the middle of the Jordan and stood on dry ground while all Israel passed by until the whole nation had completed the crossing on dry ground.
0: It's great to be with you all today, as always, and um, you know, because tomorrow is Memorial Day, really wanted to take a moment and um, connect with you know Scripture. On, on what it has to say about memorials, about what it has to say about um, you know, creating this common memory that we remember. Because Memorial Day, as you all know, is a holiday for honoring and remembering those who have fought in the military and died, for their, died in active service. And there are many memorials commemorating the bravery and sacrifice of servicemen and women who have given their lives for our country. As Christians, I believe it's also a time where we get, where we should slow down and pray and pray for peace to um, be on our earth and pray for God's kingdom to come and to um, you know bring everlasting, everlasting peace through Jesus. In scripture, there are different times where God uh, where God's people set up pillars to memorialize events or covenants. So they could be reminded in the future and tell the future generations about the actions and character of God. So, I want to take time today to do two things. Number one, to highlight the character of God from scripture, obviously. And number two, to spend some time to highlight the character of God in the experience that we have had. Because scripture, as you'll see in Joshua 4 today, our last verse of this chapter points out that that the reason that God wanted them to make a memorial was so that all the peoples of the earth might know that the hand of the Lord is powerful, and so that you might always fear the Lord your God. And I think that it's important, you know, we're starting to um, sense a direction for for transition this next season, and I want us to to highlight the character of God in terms of what He has done. Um, And what he has equipped and taught this church, this church body, to accomplish so that we can give proper honor to the past and to God for what he has done. And continue to seek him diligently in this present time for direction in the very near future. And, uh, you know, so if you would with me, make sure that you're open to Joshua 4. I'm going to pray and then we'll begin. God, I just thank you for your word. I thank you for what it teaches us about who you are and what it teaches us about who you called us to be as your people. So, Lord, help us as we come to this text today, Lord, to um, be admonished, to be encouraged, to be challenged, and to be invited to grow closer to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So, Joshua 4. You know, the nation was getting ready to set up camp um, just outside of Jericho, and they they were they were crossing the Jordan. The Lord told Joshua to choose twelve men, one from each tribe, um, to go and pick up these stones at the bottom of the Jordan before he closed it up again. Right, and and I'm I'm wondering, you know, were these guys just like so built that they're like, let's go to the middle of the river and pick these up, you know, and, and they probably you know some pretty Big rocks, because I'm assuming you know they're not like, hey, let's go that get that one that uh, you know I can just pick it up to my chest and move it to the front. I mean, because we're making a memorial, right? God wanted them to wanted it to be something substantial that people would go and look at it and be like, hey, what's that? See, so they chose these stones um, to be a memorial of the Jordan River crossing. And the priests, you know, while they're doing this, are still standing there. You know, the water doesn't come back together until the priests are completely out of the river. And, and so, you know, there's this miracle that God does in their presence. And it's and, uh, and something that, you know, is reminiscent of the past. We'll get there in a minute. But the second thing that happens uh, is that Joshua's leadership became more valuable. In this experience, that Joshua had just taken over after Moses had died. And he had been Moses' assistant for a long time. You know, he had he had witnessed a lot of things that God did with Moses. And so he had the confidence uh, after being encouraged by the angel of the Lord, by being encouraged to you know go forward to be to be strong and courageous, right? And um, and so the reality is, is that Joshua um, it was this kind of his first day at the office, you know, and, and he is leading them across. And verse fourteen, chapter four says, that day the Lord exalted Joshua in the sight of all Israel, and they stood in awe of him all the days of his life, just as they stood in awe of Moses. Because another thing about Joshua that you might all know already is that he was one. Of, him and Caleb right one of the only ones that were allowed to go into the promised land and see it. So, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's kind of one of those things where there was a moment that was happening here in this, this passage. See, he gets to getting everybody out, and they start to place these stones. And if you look, um, verse 19 is kind of where we're at. But the placement of these pillars uh, for the Israelites, there was a time and a place. And a purpose now the time was on the 10th day of the first month of their calendar year and if you don't know if you don't know because i didn't know i didn't realize this but on this very day was the day of preparation for passover when the sacrificial lamb would be chosen Hmm. foreshadowing to something bigger i think i think so but significantly though this was this forty-year experience of wandering was bookended with preparations for Passover. Right, they they left they left Egypt um, in the Passover, they and they come into the Promised Land, and and then there was a place. Right, there was the place of the Jordan River, and you can see that right up here. Oh, I got my laser pointer here. Um, you know the Jordan River right here and they are just right around this this area here, and. And they're going to cross. And, and what's amazing, what's amazing is that, you know, this is how this new generation of Israelites is seeing God's work. in, in Like, God's power at work. And, and it's similar, you know, to when he parted the Red Sea. And then they set up in Gilgal, which is, which is uh, east of Jericho here, And um, and that's kind of a proposed spot, where it might have been. Um, So don't get too hung up on that. But Gilgal operated as Israel's base of operations during their conquest of the Promised Land. And and so there was a time, and there was a place, and God used each of these for his purpose, right? And his purpose, if we read verses 21 through 24, is this. His purpose, Joshua said to the Israelites In the future, when your descendants ask their fathers, What do these stones mean? tell them Israel crossed the Jordan on dry ground. For the Lord your God dried up the Jordan before you until you had crossed over. The Lord your God did to the Jordan just as he had done to the Red Sea when he dried it up before us until we had all crossed over. He did this so that all the peoples, again, so that all the peoples of the earth might know. That the hand of the lord is powerful and so that you might always fear the lord your god see the purpose of this memorial the purpose of this miracle that god did was to tell the story of israel his covenant people you know about their journey about what it had taken for them to get from the red sea all the way to the jordan which is kind of a, a loop you know if you look at the whole geography. It, it's kind of like this, uh, they're wandering and they get to the spot where God says this is where you're going to cross. And of course, the, re- the purpose, you know, second purpose is to tell the story of God. Who is the covenant God, right? He's made a covenant with his people and, and they have heard it over and over and over and over again. And of course, we know how stubborn they are and how much they really mess up. But God is the centerpiece of this story because he's the one who makes it all happen, right? And then, of course, the purpose of the stones is, like I said, for future generations to be told about the character of God and and to ask, what's that? You know, I think that there's probably different things in our own life and our own faith that we can point to and say, this is how God has worked in my life, and and I know, you know that that there's a, there's a lot of um, ways that we could come across this and share. But the two, you know, like we're we're talking about the pillars of our life and our faith is the two that I want to focus on today are the cross and the church. The cross, because Jesus served as that sacrificial lamb. Here, these people are crossing over on the day that the sacrificial lamb is being chosen. And, and Jesus has been chosen as this once and for all sacrificial lamb to take away the sins of the world, right? Like, he is the one who was chosen from eternity past to break the bondage of sin. And I'm just so thankful for this, that Romans 5, 6 through 8 says, you see, at the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous person. Though for a good person, someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. You know, without the cross, we would be in trouble still. And, and I think that we know that the person and the work of Jesus is the, the foundation of our faith. And and we have all and hoping that we all come to a saving relationship with Him um, and inviting Him, you know, just knowing that that you can come to Him and give your life to Him. Um, secondly, a pillar of our life and faith that many of us have known and loved for many part for many years of our lives are is the church. And when I say the church, you know, I don't mean the building, but I mean the people. Because the people are who we have, a community of fellowship and service and worship and, and hearing the word with. You know, we, we know that God has established the church um, to be a, a beacon of hope among the world that is so dark. Here's what Hebrews 10, 24 25 says. And let us consider how we may spur on one another to on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. To see the day that Jesus Christ will return for his bride, and that he will redeem, re- redeem us. And I'm so excited about that. That, that perfect union of with God that we're gonna have in heaven, right? Like, we're gonna be able to engage um, so much more fully because our bodies won't have any limitations, right? Like, we we won't be limited by, I think, we won't be limited by the language that we speak. I'm assuming, you know, just be like Google Translate for us. You know, they'll speak in their language, we'll hear it, and be like, oh, that made sense. That's what I'm hoping for anyway. But, um, you know, we get to, really recognize that God has put us here for for a reason and a season and we're not going to give up meeting together um to spur on one another towards love and good deeds. So I have a I have the idea that that probably I didn't I did not um maybe cover everything that you were hoping but today I want to take a time uh, like I said, because we wanna wanna remember things. We wanna highlight God's work in scripture and then we and his faithfulness. We also want to highlight, you know, God's faithfulness to us and, and the experiences that we've had as a church body. And so and so one of the things that that I did is of course I we had all the dirt taken out of our backyard well, put scooped over in our backyard and so we had some rocks. And so I love picking up rocks, so does Brendan. But one of the things that I thought we could do today is that we could all, i got enough rocks for all you, um, that to write what you have experienced about who, about God as being a part of this church and what he's taught you or equipped you to do, um, just to remember, what I wrote is God's faithfulness to give a shelter during the pandemic and a small community of believers. I don't know if you know, but you all have been such a big encouragement to my life, to Rachel, and to our family, and um, I know that God has been working in and through you all to do that, and, and through us to, to encourage and minister to you. So I want to encourage you, I'm going to put on, throw on some music here, um, but I want to encourage you to come up here, I got pens, and I got rocks, so I'm um, selling kind pet of rocks and but um, but I want you to come and take a rock that you think that you could fill out you know with one word or with a sentence or however much you want to write on them. Because I got some big ones, I got some little ones. Um, and and then what I want us to do, and told you have a big one right um, is I want us to take our rocks and I want us to put them um, right up here on the stage. i want going to take a little picture with our rocks, just to remember what God has done. Um, I'll get some. Yes. that's right. <laughs> He's been here the longest, so he gets the biggest one. But I'll get some music going, and you can grab a rock. Our service today. Um, I just want to take a glance. Oh, God is faithful. God is always there. He never sleeps. God keeps his promises. Hmm. The, the Lord is good. Be a part of God's family. God has provided for our physical needs, being able to stay at home more, a community, of fellowship. Be with, oh, fellowship oh, be hope mom. Fellowship with moms and others, and an opportunity to trust God. God is long-suffering, sovereign. His plan and promises will come to pass. He's faithful. Yeah, that's good. Those are all good things to be reminded of. And and to know that we've experienced that. That nobody can take that away from you. I love this quote. I said the, the term common memory at the beginning love this quote, it's by uh, George Erasmus. He's a Canadian indigenous tribe member of the Dene tribe. He, he said, where common memory is lacking, where people do not share the same past, there can be no real community. Where a community is to be formed, common memory must, must be created. And God has given you all, to the extent that you've been here, a common memory of what he has done. And, Praise the Lord that He is faithful and that He has given us the ability to come around the person and the work of Jesus Christ and to study the scriptures and to be um, to be preparing our ourselves and our lives for for communion with God and and with fellowship with one another. And I think that it's important, you know, like that we always Go away from here, continuing to share and enjoy the faithfulness and goodness of God. And to be able to point to people and say, hey, this is where God has been faithful in my life. Here's the memorials that God has given me so that when I'm feeling down, when I feel discouraged, when I feel like there there is something that I'm concerned about, I remember, hey, The Lord is strong, and the Lord is mighty to save. The Lord is powerful, and we must fear Him. All of those experiences that we've had point us back to this healthy fear and experience of of the Lord and who He is. I'm so thankful for our time in Scripture today. So as you go about your week, can you just do three things for me today, or this week? Uh, number one, you know, just continue to pause and reflect on where you've seen God being faithful in your life. And tomorrow, you know, as I'm cooking some barbecue. At least i assume we're cooking some barbecue. That's what I'll be doing in that moment. You can do those things in those moments. Um, you know, I would encourage you that as after you pause and reflect, that you know, you take you find times to share what God has done in your life with other people. Um, that could be a person in your family, that could be a person who's outside, who's kind of uh, farther out of your circle of influence. But just you know, continue to point people, even if they're Christian people, to hey, you know, this is what God has done in my life. And, and not as a boast for you, but as a, as a direction to say, you know what? God is good. Lastly, I would ask that you you pray for the direction of our church, for the Baptist, um, that we honor the past and seek God's direction for the present and future ministry that God is accomplishing and preparing for us. Because you know what, friends? I have to believe that whatever that is, that's good. I have to believe that whatever it is, that God has continued to help you to remain as a body because he has something For us collectively to see and learn about him, but also individually. And so I just want to encourage you all with that. And as I end, I want to.